This episode is brought to you by my template shop on Etsy. That's right. I heard your feedback a couple months back and opened up a template store for all you Etsy lovers, and I have been blown away by the feedback so far. While all of my templates and bundles listed are already included inside my Playmaker Society monthly membership, now you have the option of purchasing these resources a la carte as you need them, which is perfect if you're not quite ready to jump in and join our Playmaker community quite yet. These templates and trainings start at just $7, are professionally developed and proven to work, and can save you hundreds of hours and dollars because, like you've probably heard a million times, there is no need to reinvent the wheel, especially when I have already created highly effective operations documents and templates and optimized them over the years to be exactly what you need in your business, exactly when you need them. Head to the show notes to browse my a la carte templates on Etsy starting at just $7 right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, happy Friday. So I'm really excited about today's episode because even though I'm going to reiterate something I've talked about quite a few times on this podcast already, I think it's really important. And sometimes we all need this reminder from time to time. I know I certainly do. So I hope you find this episode really helpful and maybe it's exactly what you needed to hear in your business today. So again, I hope you find this helpful. So I talk about email marketing all the time, whether it's here on this podcast or on my YouTube channel or in my courses or my membership, and that's not a mistake. And that's because it's been proven time and time again, both through my own experience and through outside agencies, that more emails equal more sales. And one of my favorite things about coaching indoor playground owners, whether it's my consulting clients or my members inside Playmaker Society, I love seeing the light bulb go off in their minds when they finally realize this fact to be true and when they actually start seeing the results in their own businesses. I get emails and I see posts pop up all the time from members that say, wow, I finally started sending out regular emails to my list and really putting some thought and intention and strategy behind email marketing. And my bookings and sales have never been stronger and never been better. And honestly, it never gets old to read that again, whether it's from a one-on-one client or a Playmaker Society member, because I know what a game changer email marketing can be for a business. It, again, leads to more sales, more bookings, but it also leads to them spending less on advertising, less time on social media marketing, and things that might have less impactful results on the actual bottom line of their business because that's what we're here for, right? We're here to talk about profitable play. So again, as you likely know, if you listen to this podcast, 
email marketing has become one of the most effective marketing strategies for businesses of all sizes, and it's really stood the test of time. And if anyone out there has ever said to you that email marketing is dead or you know TikTok or Facebook or Instagram has taken the place of it, let me be the first to tell you that could not be further from the truth for so many different reasons, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but email is still far and away my preferred way to communicate with my customers in a way that leads to actual sales and profit. And that's a key part of the conversation, right? Again, in a way that leads to actual sales. One of the key advantages of email marketing is that it allows businesses to reach out to their customers in a highly personalized and targeted manner. In fact, again, it's been proven time and time again that more emails, equal more sales. It is irrefuted. So let's talk about why, and then I'm going to dive into some tips. All right. So why does more emails equal more sales? Number one, increased brand awareness. So the more emails you send, the more your brand will be seen by your customers. By sending more regular emails to your customers, you're keeping your business at the forefront of their minds. This increased brand awareness can lead to more sales as customers will be more likely to purchase from a brand or company that they're familiar with. And if anybody's ever looking for a recommendation for a class or a party venue, if you're top of mind to somebody, even if they're not actually going to become a customer themselves, they're going to be very quick to recommend you because again, they're used to hearing your, your, or they're used to seeing your emails and hearing about your content and offers. And then number two, increased engagement. So email marketing allows you to communicate with your customers on a regular basis. And this communication helps to build a relationship with your customers and increases engagement. So they can read, they can click, they can reply. And I really recommend taking advantage of your small email size when you have it. So if you have less than like 5,000 customers, I really encourage you to open that two-way of conversation. So if you're asking for feedback, ask them to reply to an email. If you're asking for ideas or confirmation that they're excited about something, actually ask them to reply to an email. Not only will this quote-unquote whitelist your email address so that your future emails don't end up in their spam or junk folder, it's also going to, again, form that relationship. And even if you just reply with a quick one or two word answer, or you have your manager do this during their downtime, I promise you it will make a huge difference when it comes to actually converting email subscribers into customers. Because when customers are engaged with your brand and again, feel valued and heard, they're much more likely to make a purchase or a booking, especially when it comes to higher ticket bookings like birthday parties or recurring sales like a membership. All right, number three, targeted messaging. So as I've talked about on this podcast, email marketing allows you to segment your customer list and send targeted messages to specific groups of customers. And by sending targeted messages, you can speak directly to the needs and interests of who's reading the email. This can lead to a higher open and click-through rate and ultimately more sales. So again, you can segment your list in many different ways, whether it's tailoring how people sign up for your email list, 
through maybe different opt-ins or lead magnets or asking people to tell you through clicking a link in their email. And again, I will link to the podcast where I give the strategy in detail all about, you know, segmenting your email list, but you can ask people to segment themselves by simply clicking on a link in your welcome sequence and say, hey, I have a toddler or I have a preschooler or I have multiple children, right? There are many different ways that you can segment your email list, all of which will lead to more personalization and more sales. All right, the number four reason of why more emails equal more sales is increased trust. So regular email communication also helps build trust with your customers. When customers trust your brand, and again, they're feeling heard and valued, they're also more likely to make a purchase. By sending regular emails that provide value to your customers, such as helpful tips or exclusive discounts or sneak previews of things that aren't you know, sent out to the public or on social media yet, you can build trust and increase sales. And then finally, number five, to no one's surprise, increased revenue. So the ultimate goal of any marketing campaign is to increase revenue, right? It's to move the needle in sales. By sending more emails, you're simply increasing your chances of making a sale, right? It's just math. It's just the numbers game. Even if a customer doesn't make a purchase from one email, they may very well make a purchase from a subsequent email. But the more emails you send, the more opportunities you have to make a sale and increase your revenue. Again, pure numbers game here. Now, some things to keep in mind, because again, I know of you will probably feel a little bit of resistance to sending more emails. And when I say send more emails, I mean, you should be sending multiple emails to your list every single week. And this is in addition to the welcome sequence that I talk about in another episode And I'll link to that episode in the show notes. But some things to keep in mind if you're feeling a little bit uneasy or nervous about implementing a a situation where you're sending more emails in your business. All right, number one, when it comes to like social media algorithms and things like that, I promise you only a small percentage of your followers will see any given post or any given piece of content. And again, that's including people who have raised their hand and said they're interested in seeing content from your business, right? Instagram and Facebook automatically just only shows our content to a small percentage of our following. So if it feels like you're being too loud and you know shouting your offers and deals and announcements from the rooftops, I promise you, even if you post about something and email about it multiple times, only a teeny tiny fraction of people will actually see that message multiple times. And there are some questions that I want you to ask yourself to kind of, again, ease that fear that you're sending too many emails, which I'll get to in a moment. But again, I promise you only a small percentage of your customers will see the same message multiple times. People have their own preferred platform. So I prefer to look at my inbox when I'm looking for news and deals from the businesses that I've subscribed to, right? I limit my time on social media. So when I scroll on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, I automatically scroll right past businesses, right past any ads. I just want to connect with my family and friends when I'm engaging on social media. So even if a business that I followed is posting a ton about something on social media, I'm probably not going to read it. And if I skim it, I'm not going to remember it. So again, my preferred way of communicating with businesses and 
you know, making sales myself, you know, I often will click on an email and make a purchase as a customer. Again, even though that's my preferred way of engaging with the business, some people will prefer Instagram and some people will, will prefer Facebook. So people have their own preferred platform. So I promise, again, even if you're sending out multiple emails a week and posting about the same topics, I would not worry about oversaturating your audience with the same message. Then the second thing I want you to keep in mind is that you're providing value. And anybody that's on your email list has literally opted in and raised their hand and said, I am interested in hearing news and announcements and things like that from your business, right? We automatically have this misconception that when we email our list, we're bothering them or we're intruding on their inbox or you know anything like that. And I promise you, if somebody's opted into your emails, they want to hear from you. So don't ghost your email subscribers. Don't let your email lists go stale because then when you do go to send an email, it's much more likely to either end up in spam or it's more likely to go overlooked by your customers because they're simply not used to seeing you in their inbox. So they might look right past it. So again, you're providing value and they've opted in to receive email. So you would be doing a huge disservice by not communicating with them in the way they've asked you to communicate with them. And another thing is you've created this amazing class or event or offer or discount or whatever it is that you're wanting to email about to your list. And if it's something that you know will benefit your customers and if it's something that they'll love, how dare you not share it with them and share it with them in as many different ways as possible and even send reminders so that if they missed it the first time, they're not going to miss it the second or the third time. So again, you work so hard to create all of these different things inside of your business. So you would be doing a huge disservice to your email list and all of your potential customers if you're not making sure that they hear about it. And then the last thing to keep in mind is that we live in our business, right? As owners, we are so close to it. And with that often comes the you know trap that we often make ourselves seem more important than we are in the lives of our customers. So what I mean by this is if you're kind of listening to this and thinking, oh, Michelle, I could never send more emails than I'm already sending. I would be bothering my customers. It would lead to a huge spike in unsubscribes. Or, you know, I don't want to put the same message out there multiple times, or I don't want to send reminders. I promise you every single customer on your email list or that's followed you on Instagram, they have a ton going on in their own lives, right? They have a million different email lists they've subscribed to. They have a million different accounts that they follow. They have family obligations. They have work obligations. They're probably juggling, juggling a million different things, especially if they're a busy parent. I promise you they have better things to worry about than if you're sending three emails to them a week instead of the normal one or instead of the normal monthly newsletter. So I am going to give you a tip about allowing people to opt out of certain specific emails so that they can, again, segment themselves and opt into relevant content to them, but not unsubscribe from your list entirely. But I promise you, you are not as important in your customer's life as you think you are. And that might seem like a negative thing, but it's really a good thing. Again, because I promise you, people are not going to be overly annoyed with your emails as long as you ask yourself a couple different things before sending that email. So again, there's a few prerequisites so that you're not actually annoying people with your emails. 
So before you send an email, again, to make sure you are avoiding this annoyance or overloading people's inboxes, I want you to ask yourself four things. So number one, is this relevant? Is this being sent to a segment of your list or is it being sent to everyone? And if it is sent to everyone, is it relevant to all your potential customers? So for example, are you sharing a party announcement or a new package or maybe a discount or an exclusive sale that everybody on your list can benefit from? Or are you sending an email about a very specific class? Maybe it's for breastfeeding mothers. And does it really need to be sent to your whole list or can it be sent to a specific subset of your list? who you know might be interested in this, whether that's based on a segment of your list that you've created, or maybe it's based on a previous action that they've taken. So for example, if you've emailed out an announcement about a baby or an expectant mother class before, you can actually send this email only to people who engaged with or opened that specific email. So even if you haven't created segments within your email list, There are other ways based on looking at past historical data and actions that your email subscribers have taken to segment your list to make sure, again, that the email that you're sending is relevant to the subset of your list. And another thing, kind of like a subset of this question that you should ask yourself is you should also make sure there's a way to opt out of this particular content of emails. So for example, if you're sending out information about a breastfeeding class, Again, I talk about this in episode 53 of my podcast, exactly how to implement this strategy. So I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes. But you can, you know, just in those first couple lines, you can say, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be sharing information about an upcoming class on breastfeeding. If this is not a category of classes or events that you want to hear information about again, simply click this link. We're going to opt you out of similar emails in the future, but you won't be unsubscribing from our entire email list. So again, if you're a little bit fearful that sending more emails will lead to a big spike in unsubscribes, this is a great way to really prevent that. And again, allow your customers to segment themselves and let you know what content they're most interested in. All right. The second question I want you to ask yourself is, is this valuable? And by the way, value comes in many different forms. So you don't have to be sending like a tip list or a cheat sheet or anything like that in order for something to be valuable. So sure, you could be sending out something like that, but it could also be a blog sharing some of your favorite party themes or some tips that you put together for future party hosts. Or it can be an offer that you put together that again, you've worked really hard on and you know your customers would love if only they saw it or heard about it. Or it could be about an event or a class that you know this particular segment of your list might like. Or it could be a reminder for people who hadn't opened a previous email or didn't engage with a previous email. You can send them a reminder like, hey, just wanted to make sure that you saw this, you know, our summer camp early bird registration is coming up or something like that. Because again, if somebody didn't open a previous email, there's really no harm in sending a reminder and bumping it back to the top of their email inbox. Or maybe it's party information, or you're sharing some details that you've been changing, or a new package that you've put together. Again, value comes in all different forms, and as long as it's something that is of service to your customer or of value to your customer, again, I wouldn't worry about being too annoying or, again, too oversaturated in somebody's email inbox. All right, the third question I want you to ask is, is this clear? So read the email out loud if you have to, and 
Remember, so many indoor playground owners make the mistake of speaking to their entire email list when they're typing an email. So for example, their email might read, hey guys, you know, thank you so much for being here. We've had a great month with you in our play space. So it's almost like they're standing on stage and speaking to a group. We sometimes forget as business owners that when somebody's reading an email, it's just one person behind the screen, right? So it's okay to talk to somebody as an individual. So you can say, hey, thank you so much for being a valuable customer. We think that you might be really interested in this upcoming class or event, but it's okay to talk to somebody one-to-one as if they were your friend that you were having coffee with and sharing something that might interest them. So again, read it out loud and remember you're speaking to one person. It's going to work to better form that relationship and intimate connection with your customer. And again, it's going to lead to increased engagement, increased trust, and increased sales. And then it should always have a clear call to action. You should always have a CTA or call to action in every single email. And just like value, calls to action come in many different forms. So what I like to call a micro conversion or something that's not exactly a sale or a booking could be the intent of your email. So not every email needs to be about making a sale. Uh, An example of a micro conversion that you want somebody to take as a result of an email could be replying to an email. So maybe you just want some feedback on an upcoming event, or maybe you're looking for ideas for events or classes that you hadn't thought of yet. Replying to an email is an example of a micro conversion that you want customers to take. Or it could be to click over and read a blog, right? It's not necessarily directly leading to sales, but if somebody clicks over and reads your blog, again, it may lead to a better relationship and increased trust, which could lead to increased sales down the line. So again, it takes time to build a relationship and form trust with your customers. And that's where these micro conversions come in handy. Or a micro conversion could be having someone subscribe to your event calendar, which I talked about in my previous podcast episode. In episode 176, we talked about asking customers to sync our event calendar to theirs. That's a perfect example of a micro conversion that you want a customer to take as a result of reading an email. Or your email could be asking for a sale. So you could be asking for somebody to purchase an event ticket or register for a summer camp or book a party. But whatever the intent is of your email, make sure that it is absolutely clear. And that brings us to my next point. Is there a TLDR at the end or beginning of your email? So basically, in addition to making sure that your email is absolutely crystal clear and terms of what action you want your customer to take after reading it, you have to make sure you keep in mind that not every single customer is going to have time to read every single word on that email, right? They're going to be scrolling. They're going to look for some bolded text or some sort of TLDR. And by the way, if you're not on Reddit or anywhere else, TLDR just means too long, didn't read. So it's basically a synopsis of the point of the entire email or, you know, a call to action in other words. So what I like to do is I like to use the PS of my email. So the postscript under my email signature, I like to use the PS to give my TLDR. So if there was a booking link that I shared, or if there was a class that I just announced, or if there was a specific action that I wanted someone to take, like replying to an email, I put that in the PS because if I know somebody is low on time but wants to get the gist of my email, typically they'll scroll all the way down. And if they see a PS that's bolded or italicized or 
has a TLDR tag, they'll say, oh, I can just read this. And if I'm interested in you know, expanding or learning a little bit more before I actually make this conversion or micro conversion, then they might decide to read the rest of the email. But it's often really helpful to just give a synopsis of the email in the PS or at the beginning, something that's above and beyond what you put in the subject line to, again, allow those people who are trying to just get the gist of what you're trying to say as easily as possible without having to read the entire email. So ask yourself, is there a TLDR or synopsis somewhere for those browsers to read? And that will really catch their attention. So again, I have lots of episodes all about growing an email list and getting started with email marketing. But this episode is solely to remind you that more emails equal more sales. So if you're heading into this weekend thinking, man, I really need to book a couple parties this month, or man, my spring events aren't selling as much as I'd like, or wow, I have a lot of Easter egg hunts coming up. How the heck am I going to sell them out without spending too much money on ads? I want you to look no further than email marketing for at least your first answer to that question. And again, I will say it again and again, this will always be true that more emails equal more sales. It's just science. So again, I hope this was exactly what you needed to hear today. I want you to get those wheels turning throughout the weekend and your play of the day is to find at least one offer or one area in your business that you could be sending more emails about and put this plan into action, right? Start scheduling emails to go out next week or the week after and make sure you measure the results because again, when somebody doesn't see success or sales or bookings as a result of their email marketing, there's generally something going wrong, right? Maybe their open rate is really low because their subject line didn't grab that reader's attention. Or maybe, again, they didn't have a TLDR or a clear call to action. Or maybe there was too much of a big block of text and it was really hard for people to understand what the intent of the email was. Or again, maybe there was something else awry in the email strategy, but the answer is there. If you go back and look at your previous emails, you'll be able to see what worked and what didn't work, and you'll be able to tweak and optimize your email marketing strategy going forward. So again, schedule a couple emails for the coming week, see how it impacts your sales, and then tweak and optimize going forward. And I promise you, email marketing will become an absolute cornerstone and game changer in your business when it comes to actually moving the needle when it comes to sales. So do not be afraid to take up time and space with your offer. You've worked really hard on these classes and events and offers. And I want you to make sure that your customers see them because that's the only way that you can serve them. And that's the only way that your amazing offers can actually benefit them is if they see them. All right, have a great weekend, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Monday.